Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. My name is Dan. Thank you for being there. This is your favourite fact podcast. We are back once again, bringing you little tidbits, nuggets, maybe useless knowledge from all corners of the internet. Uh, I have stuff about tough baseball, plants and pistols, and the most common animal in the world. Mark, what do you have? Hello, this week I've got uh, potentially the biggest movie mistake ever. Also, a marketing ploy to watch out for. And of course, dancing rats. And Connor is here. I am. Going to ask you what I've got? You you just could have just, you know. Seamless, yeah. Well, we could be related. Not you. We could be related. I'll explain why. Are you scared of something that you shouldn't be? And do you really have a foot long? There's a lot of terror in that. So let's find out what's going on. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Stick around. 
No, she's awful. I'm awful. And it, yeah, becomes a bit of a hodgepodge. I always think, though, without being too... Hmm, it, it depends. It depends what you're doing that day. Like, if you know there's a chance that someone might see your pants in an amorous situation, then maybe oh. you need to think about what you're wearing. Also, oh. have you got a pair of pants and when you just let, lounge around the flat for the day? Because then, to be honest, they, they haven't gone through much. Oh, you should do that naked anyway. Great. So we're going to bring you nine facts today. You just decide whether they're worth keeping or if they should be chucked in that big bin of nonsense knowledge. TM, patent waiting. Mark, what's your first fact of the show? Matt Damon turned down Avatar and 10% of the earning. Makes sense. He's, he's made his legacy on the Bourne films. Leave it there. And that is why he turned it down. Not because of the legacy, right. but because he was, uh, they were in the middle of post-production. And he said, morally, I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave them in the lurch in case they needed to reshoot something. So I said, thanks, James Cameron, but no. And he went, I'll give you 10% of the earnings. And he was like, Nah, you're wow. all right. Do we know what you would have missed out on then? Uh, the movie has now grossed $2.9 billion at the global box office. Right. I like Matt Damon. I sometimes feel like he takes it all a bit too seriously. He's, yeah, but mm. he's good for it. He's very po-faced about the whole if thing. If you though. were taking it all a bit more seriously, mate, I reckon it would have been Avatar that were ringing you. Mm, don't know about my history. Imagine <laughs> that'd be a career jump, wouldn't it? Yeah. Harry Potter, extra. Closer, extra. Rosemary and Time, extra. Avatar, lead. Main part, yeah. <laughs> Be quite Can you imagine the jump? Imagine it. And I reckon you'd have got paid almost as much as Matt Damon got offered. Yeah. Almost. Well, yeah, Matt Damon did the thing where he kind of wrote Goodwill Hunting and did that all himself. He's a big, you know, he's a big inspiration for getting out there and doing it. But I do sometimes, he seems to be a lovely guy when you watch him interviews, but sometimes is a, a bit cringeworthy, I think. It comes absolutely. back, this back to me with films and, and stars and actors. When they really cement their self, in a role and in a part and they're kind of known. I mean the Bourne films are fantastic films he does yeah. so good in them a bit like you know Daniel Craig with Bond it's really hard to then like because Avatar is a big hit maybe they never expected it to be as big as it was going to be but I can't really think of him in that and it not feel weird with him having done Bourne so maybe a good thing he wasn't in it for the yeah, viewer yeah potentially maybe it worked out for the best for Avatar but for him definitely not so 2.9 billion dollars the movie's gross at the box office so 10% of that anyone good with quick maths 209 million 290, but close enough. Oh. Uh, 290 million uh, for the Bourne Ultimatum, which he turned at, which is the reason he turned down Avatar. 26 million. Still cashing in well, though, isn't he? That's like, it's not a bad, not bad paid job, is it? Yeah. Also, I think take the money up front always. You that's, know, if someone, that's the thing, isn't it? I don't know if I trust te- like the whole 10% thing for many reasons. You don't know if it's going to be any good. And also, I don't really trust people to constantly give me the money. Well, it's funny, actually, because I don't know if you called Kevin Hart on The Late Late Show with James Corden, but he was talking about this actual moment. You know when they do that game on there where you either answer it or you eat the thing? Mm. Right, so it was that. And James Corden asked Kevin Hart how much he earned from, is it the Jumanji film? Yeah. Yeah, he asked how much he earned from that. And Kevin Hart answered with exactly what you're saying. There is the problem. But he said, I'm set to be earning anything between sort of 30 and 40 million. So he took it as royalty as opposed to like upfront costs. Yeah. But I'd be with you, cashing up front. You never know what's around the corner. Then again, it's a bit different for us. Like I'm if, not I'm, Kevin Hart. if I'm already a multi-millionaire yeah. movie star, and I know that there's probably other films that I can do around You'll the corner in the bank. Yeah, and also it's a great like pension plan, isn't it? Like I think if I knew I had bam two hundred and nine. Pension plan off the back of Jumanji. Yeah, I mean, I... it's true, though. Like, if that keeps going, you're going to constantly get money. Yeah. The same with Avatar didn't gross $2.9 billion straight away. 
Are you getting any drip feed through from Rosemary and Time? Like at all or anything? Like a couple of did, like, you, that did you get paid up front on that? Nothing. I follow some actors though online, and it's always funny when they show royalties from like an episode of the bill that they did ten years ago when they get like twenty five p when it was shown on ITV, uh, you know, UK Gold or something. Always good. But it'd be a nice pension plan just to sit there and watch this money roll in. Good pension plan. Something to bear in mind. I'd probably leave. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go to an island somewhere. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. I think Do you reckon that's why James Cameron's taking so long to do the next Avatar. Yeah. Because he's just got got it rolling in still. I think Sl- it's slowly slowing down. He's only getting 40p now per month. And he's like, all right, let's make another one. <laughs> I think one of the reasons that James Buckley, uh, who played Jay in The Inbetweeners, can be a bit uh, picky and maybe a bit leisurely with his life is because he gets quite a lot of... Uh, Cameo. No, and DVD royalties. I think he was the first... Yeah. I read somewhere as well, actually, a little bonus fact for you, that James Buckley from Inbetweeners, he is the first earner of a million pounds from Cameo. In the UK, I think. In the yeah. UK, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. A lot of money. Bus. There we go. Yeah. Just by talking about how you've fingered people. Just leave it there. Are you on Cameo? No. That would... I would get zero. I think you should go on Cameo. Actually, no. Maybe they might just look at me and feel sorry for me and be like, I don't know these guys, but worth a shot. we should do it. Us free. We'll cash in. But we do it... For, we would do it here for free. Good point. Yeah, and send a badge too. In, within I six months. cares, don't they? Connor, give us your first fact of the show. Right, Mark, I felt a bit horrible. I saw your face when I said that me and Dan might be related and you weren't. I was over the moon to Ah. not potentially be related to you two. Okay, right. So research shows that apparently all blue-eyed people are actually, maybe, most probably, related. A lot of caveats to that. About to say, how far back are we going? Though? <laughs> Actually, right, maybe. Like, you're not. Oh my god, you're my cousin. It's not like that, is it? Well, they say. They... Oh, my great 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 grandfather once passed your great 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 uncle in the street, and they were basically related. Right. That's how we're going in here. Isn't so it? apparently, they share the same distant ancestor. So there's a study that's been done that showed the DNA of blue-eyed individuals from Scandinavia, Turkey, Jordan, and India. Danish as well. They researched that and found out they all had an identical gene sequence for eye colour. So they believe that this trait come from a single individual, which they have called the founder. So then that, that, that gene of the founder mutated between anything of six to 10,000 years ago to a blue eye. Blue eye colour. The founder. I know, the yeah. founder sounds very but grand, doesn't it? a blue it? eye colour. Sounds like something that should be in an Avengers movie. Like a secret. Who are we fighting this week? The founder. The founder. But it's kind of cool because before that, everyone had varying shades of brown, which you have, like, and that was the kind of eye colour that existed oh, before they cool. actually found the founder. Yeah. yeah, an OG, who they believe was the founder of blue eye colour and therefore, realistically, but we are all... get it? Well, what? well that's evolution, Just isn't evolution. it? evolution. Just one day he had blue Thanks, eyes. Thanks, Dan. That was the word I needed really quickly. It's, um... Yeah, but then why why are we all related to the founder? Why is why did no one else evolve to also have blue eyes and then there's two different distinct well, bloodline of blue eyes? I don't know, but perhaps, you know, he's only talking about 10,000 years and evolution happens over way longer than yeah, that. Yeah, well, they said that the founder... It, have you got a picture in your head of this really weird kind yeah. of like creepy yeah, super guy it's yeah, like right. two pictures of it's like two blue eyes in a volcano somewhere just surveying everyone I don't know why but mm. the founder the first thing that comes to my mind is that creepy guy out of Stranger Things the recent season no, what's like, his name we've been over this oh, right, yeah, 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 it. it's all the same but yeah so whose genes mutated six to ten thousand years ago which I think in terms of mutation like that's not as far back as I would have expected, right. maybe. No, no. I mean, it's still, ago, it's a fairly long time ago. But then uh, yeah, we've had before where you can trace everyone back to like one person yeah. uh, somewhere way, way, way back. I learned the other day that if you... Adam and or Eve. You, you, um, if you've got blue eyes, you like need to, you should be wearing sunglasses most of the time. Yeah, yeah. 
I actually found that like I've got. Blue... Do all rappers have blue eyes? Is that why they wear sunglasses uh-huh. inside? Yeah, Jay Z on Good Morning Britain. That was fun. Um, anyway, they it doesn't. This... Did you ever see that moment? No, it was great. Did that ever <laughs> apply to? Does this apply to everything else? What do you mean? Like, aren't we all really related in some way from something once upon a time? Well, that's yeah. what Dan just said. Yeah, that's what I believe. So, yeah, brother, you believe it, brother. You believe it? No. What, what hey, do you mean? You believe? Connor's kind of trying to fist bump us. That's and Mark's I think we rejected are. it. I think we're. Yeah, a, we are. Yeah, we're brothers. Yeah, but you like, just saying back. I believe it as if it's like this huge conspiracy theory. I think that's why maybe you know me and you sometimes clash a little no, bit. No, we're like great, 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 great. That's not the reason we clash. Why? <laughs> it's like great, 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 great onwards times a billion, brother. Love you, brothers. Is it? I mean, you don't really look like my brother. So but... hang on. It ha- means this is Kevin De Buena. This all makes sense. Hang on. Have you? This fact is that cemented what everyone has known for a while. Like, no, did you did you think for a long time that we? we oh, I can't believe we're all here. I can't no. believe we're all here and we look completely different. He's got brown hair. You got brown hair. That's mental. But what it has cemented is the founder. First fact of the show for me: one quarter of all the animals on the planet are beetles. It's because they're all related to each other. They were all started by the founder beetle. of all known animal life forms are beetles. 75% have evolved to have blue ivy. Is is this the beetles hold a gene that other animals have some of? No, they're just beetles. They're just bare beetles everywhere. Loads of beetles, just about. (laughs) Estimates suggest... I think that's the exact use of phrase they used in the scientific discovery, if there's bare beetles everywhere. So animals... uh, Sorry, estimates suggest there are... Uh, one and two million different species of beetle. I've only ever seen like two beetles. They're in my discovering whole life. beetles all the time. Two of them died for you. And even in those species, there's loads of de- there's loads of beetles there. I've never. I've genuinely. I think I've only ever seen a couple of beetles. So of all the species that exist right now, of all the animals, a quarter of them are beetles. You're right. I've seen like three. Three. I, think I, types I, of I think I once saw one in Menorca. I stayed in this really nice place called Santa Thomas. Which was one? full of beetles. What? Which beetle? I don't know. It was like a little light. It's very dark. Where was it? Menorca. Oh, so Menorca. Santa Thomas. Yeah, Santa Thomas. It's a great place. They do a really good all-inclusive Tui holiday there. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's great. That's the specific Tui Santa Tomasian beetle. Santa Tomas. Santa Tomas. There's no E on the end of that. That's what you think. Yeah. That's the beetle that lives there. Oh, right. It's a quarter of the world is made up of beetles. And you know what's interesting? Are there more beetles than humans? That specific beetle in... Uh, Menorca. Santa Thomas. Yeah, bloody loved a jacuzzi in a swim-up bar. He did, yeah. I've seen a beetle floating in a little jacuzzi once as well. That freaked me out. Is um, is there more beetles than there are humans? I don't specifically know. I would imagine so. Uh, you've got to think what there are seven billion humans. There are almost two. They think there are two million species of beetles. There isn't seven billion humans as of now. The other day, the eight, eight. billionth person was born. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. And I said, well, I thought we had only just got to seven. I said they should let them know about that. I'd, I'd carry that with me. That'd be on my CV. What, I was the eight, eight billionth person. Yeah, I don't think they can exactly figure it out though. And also, people think that there are too many humans, and if you're labelled as that, you'd be there you, are too many pu- humans. You'd be bullied. I cannot get an appointment at my doctor's for the life of me. Yeah, too many oh, it's the eighth billion human that's yep. doing that to you, mate. <laughs> too many people, not enough stuff. <laughs> so yeah, there Good are. One. Two, uh, uh, probably about two million species of beetle. They make up a quarter of all known animal life. Forms. Didn't we have um, a fact similar to this about ants? That there was like, like almost an un. They can't even count. Well, it's the weight. I think it's the weight. 
all the ants are heavier than all the humans put together. That's it. So yeah. bad. The weight of all humans and the weight of all ants is roughly. Great. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Military grade is just a marketing ploy. In the actual military, military grade means meeting the bare minimum requirements of durability while also costing the least. But it's still military grade. Yeah, but it's not really. What's it's mil- kind of like, so this is how one military person defined it. It's like calling microwave pasta authentic Italian cuisine. When do we, do we use, because I've heard this term so much, but I can't think of when I've used it. I think it's more of an American thing. I don't right. think we really get it in the do UK. Do they do it for like, <clears throat> this might, I'm probably like your phone it like case clothing? may be so hard, it's military right. grade. Right, okay. I was thinking like Matalan when you buy like the really good boots. They're like a yeah, mili- they, right. they may also be military grade. The right. thing is about military grade. The way you say it, I think, makes it better. Say again. Military grade. That's, that's, it's that's absolute bull****. Say it, then people go, oh, that sounds impressive. I'll buy that. The way you say it, it's believable. If you sold me something and said it like that, I'd buy it. I military just think grade. that the people, the soldiers or whoever makes these things should come up with a worse name for it. Why have they, why have they called the entry level the crappiest? Why have they called that military? It just makes them sound rubbish. It's basically, it's a loose set of requirements for anything which the army would be buying. So um, there's not, it's not even really requirements. They're kind of guidelines and there's no set tests they have to go through. It's just sort of up to the manufacturer to test it and go, military grade, that is. Military grade. You sick of it yet? (laughs) No, no, No. I can keep this up all day. I'm trying to think what, what that would mean I would buy. Like, the only thing that you really want to be military grade is, I would imagine, like a bomb shelter. Yeah. And also, that's useful. Because the military, the base military grade, are going to make their bomb shelters to still keep you safe, one would hope. So I'm fine with having a military grade bomb shelter. Yeah. But you're right. It's become such a big, especially in America, it's become such a big marketing ploy that, you know, phone cases, military grade, or uh, Ford, one of their, like, the main selling point of their pickup truck the F-150 was. It's military grade. And it's like, oh. it's just a pickup truck. But it's if you tiring. say it enough, tiring people enough. go, I'll buy it. Say what enough? Military well, this grade. Is, this is your problem. You, were the one you that, started this. Yeah, you, you complimented it. Yeah, but yeah. When you, you have, when you have a go at someone mm. for such a long amount of time like you have with Mark, as soon yep. as you get, dish him a little comp- compliment, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, he just runs away with it. Brilliant. Fine, I'm resilient now, mate. You could say my resilience is strong. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Subway footlongs aren't always a foot long. Well, it depends whose foot you're measuring against. Right. And also, surely they are because they get the bread from the same people. So the New York Post measured the actual length of a subway footlong. Slow news day that, isn't it? (laughs) In New York City and found it averaged 11 inches, not 12. The sandwich chain actually commented on this because obviously the New York Post put it in their papers. Did they comment... Off do some actual journalism. No, that actually commented something that really, really, really annoyed me. Take a listen to this. With regards to the size of the bread and calling it a foot long, Subway foot long is a registered trademark as a descriptive name for the right. sub sold in Subway restaurants and not intended to be a measurement of length. Love that. Clever. Love that a lot. Clever. That's really smart. Get around the legal loophole. Really annoying. Um, I've, smart. I've got a lot of time for that. Yep. It, it, that shouldn't get around the legal loophole, though. I imagine if you go to lawyers... They would say because uh, I've got a friend who's a lawyer and he's always, you know, he's always, you know, barking on about something, pernickety about yeah. things. Yeah. Dinner out with him's fun. Yeah, you always, you would imagine uh, uh, that 
uh, he, I, I imagine he would say that there is some law where it, you know, common people would think that a foot long means a foot long, so it doesn't matter that you've trademarked it, it still implies that it is a foot long. Yeah, it's mis-selling. But is, yeah, because it is also, that's what I'm saying. It Advertising is, standards would have a field day. It's a descriptive word that describes length. Foot long doesn't mean anything else. It, it means it's a foot in length. So therefore, you would expect a... That's baguette. not what they're saying. I know. They're saying that they've trademarked it. It's good. It's very good. Very, very good. Thank you, New York Post. But now, every time you go to the subway, question it. Why did the New York no. Post go, this is what we're going to do? Did someone just go there regularly enough and just go, I've got a real hunch? Oh, I think they sometimes needed, they needed a long a read, hunch. don't they? They needed a long read online. They needed the clicks. Do you know what I just I love about this fact as well? Put your head in a space where there is somebody working for the New York Post going around Manhattan and Brooklyn asking Subway to measure their baguette. I'd like that. Or they're probably buying it. Yeah, I they're buying it. I don't really rate Subway. I like it every now and then. It's I nice to dive never, into. Ever had a subway and thought that was really good? You know, like sometimes a McDonald's hits really well. Mm. You're like, when I was younger, and there I, goes the subway sponsorship. When yeah. I was younger, bye bye. I used to. I, I don't want them to sponsor us, liars. When I, so are we. Have you heard some of the stuff we say? When I, most of my facts are that. Most of Connor's facts are the same as Subway saying it's a foot long. Mm-hmm. They're nearly there. But just missing a bit. <laughs> when I was younger, and you know, you first started going out with your mates downtown. I remember, like, really looking forward to my weekly meat long, uh, foot long meatball marinara. The, that the, really did hit. The subway in Brentwood High Street was the absolute hub for chatting up. How you were getting all? You were in a queue though. You were getting all the BBM pins in there. I tell you, you were in a queue. No, because it was like the you hub. Shout, you shouting down the line. <clears throat> so in Brentwood, like you'd have like to your left the subway over the road the Mackies, right, and everyone would congregate there, and there'd be a mix, and everyone would kind of be flirting. Like that'd be where you'd first get off with somebody. If, if you didn't have any success in, your in the Mackies over the road to the subway, yeah, yeah. straight over there, huh? grease, grease lining your face, yeah. just pop marking your acne. Yeah, first kiss after a little McChicken, banging, spicy. Right, second fact of the show. Willie Mays, one of the most famous baseballers of all time, did one simple trick to make the game look harder than it was. I mean, we've had unfortunate names on the pot, haven't we? But that one is maybe Your up face there. is immediately as he said, Willie Mays. I missed the rest of it. So his name's Willie Mays. What's the rest? He was one of the most famous, most he's one of the greatest baseball players ever over sure in America. He sure he is. Uh, nicknamed the Say Hey Kid and Buck. He did one very easy thing to make his game look harder than it was. Do you want to guess what it was? No. Uh, for the first two years, he played on one leg. He wore he wore his cap one size bigger than it needed to be, so that when he was making rapid dashes between bases, when he was leaping to get a ball, it would fly off and make it look like he was working much harder than he was. Ah, and also, work it, smarter, not harder. I think it would work as a bit of a distraction for the other team. If you see a hat fly off, you kind of what? What, what is his name? Willie Mays. Are you why is that why, so why, funny? Why is this the bit you can't get past? Is the picture in your head that is in my head the same? No. No. I may... Yeah, I know. I don't Willie know. Howard Mays Jr., born May the 6th, 1931, is a former centre fielder in the MLB, ranks second behind only Babe Ruth on the all-time list. He played for the New York slash San Francisco Giants and the New York Mets as well. Yeah, and, and he saw his job... Because he, he, he started playing in certain leagues uh, where I think only black people were allowed to play. And, and he said that his job there was to be an entertainer. It was to give the fans something to talk about. Uh, so he used to do things to make the game uh, a lot more spectacular to watch and to make them think he was working a lot harder and a lot flash than he was. 
So he would wear his cap one size too big. So when he was making daring sporting feats, it would fly off. I don't think I'm very well. Why? Because Cause you're I, still on Willie Mays, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, because this is a fantastic fact. I really like it. It's a good one. But all I've got in my head is a maze, a bit like the one that's in Harry Potter. Oh, made maze. Of yeah, and you need to find the Willie. Oh, maze. Yeah. No, I'm talking about May as in the month as S. Oh, right. Willie May. Right. No, no, his name is Willie Mays, but you spell it M A Y S. I just had a really difficult maze. As in many Mays. As somewhere. in he Mays do Willie Mays do. Somewhere in that maze. This is Willie Mays. There he is. With his cap on, probably too big. Good looking guy, man. If you look he closely. Looks, he looks like a baseball player, doesn't he? He has all of the all the attributes. Yeah. I mean, he's got the arms, he's got the face, yeah. he looks good. Wearing he's got the, ba- the hat too big. Yeah, wearing the baseball shirt and the baseball hat. He's got a baseball bat there as well. Yeah. He looks like a baseball player. He, uh, and if you look closely, Connor, yeah, you, you, he does look a bit like a, a maze with a penis in the centre. You Brilliant. are right. There we go. You are right. There goes our sponsor from the baseball as well. The ultimate podcast for Married at First Sight fans is here. This is Recapped at First Sight. The new podcast keeping you up to date on all the love, fallouts, drama and secrets as the Married at First Sight UK bride and grooms try to make happy couples. And we're your happy couple right here, in a professional sense, of course. Join me, Kat Shube. And me, former Mavs UK groom Bob Voisey, every morning after you've watched the latest episode on TV. Plus, we'll have some special guests along the way enjoying our very own wedding breakfast. You bit the caterers, right? Uh, about that. Recapped at first sight. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. It's uh, info at baffledpod.com, and you can go to our website, baffledpod.com. You can get access to everything on there. You can get our merch. You can get our TikTok account, all of that. Also, remember, for the next couple of days, it's your last chance to take advantage of our fantastic Manscaped offer. <laughs> What's that? That's the best shaver that doing. penis maze. <laughs> Is that a Willie maze? No, it's the Manscaped. A well-scaped 
May. <laughs> a we- a, a well escaped <laughs> Willy May. By the way, on this, before Courtesy you of Manscaped. Before you talk yeah, 20% about it, off and free shipping. Yeah. Manscaped.com with uh, the code baffles. And we do all the- we, we we very much missed out the best bit of the whole Manscaped thing that we got sent. Have you seen the newspaper they gave us? The newspaper? Did you see that at the bottom? No. Some newspaper to catch all the hair. I have, that would have made life easier, wouldn't it? Absolutely. We spoke about my floor drape earlier on today. If you think I don't clean up my clothes, guess what else I don't clean up? Oh. Littered the floor. What's the code, Mark? Uh, code is baffled. B-A-F-F-L-E-D. Like the podcast. Use it now at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Uh, why don't you check out Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and the perfect Christmas gift for your dad if you want an awkward Christmas lunch. Ooh. Big time. Uh, fewer than 30 days till Christmas. Hmm. Purchased my first present today. Really? Was it a Manscaped thing? No, it was for Can my mum. we pretend it was for the sponsorship? It was for my mum, which is weird after that. But yeah. yeah. What'd you get? We've, hang on. We've like talked about Manscaped for a few weeks, and we've almost talked about your mum in these little bits than we have Every the actual week. razor. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit weird. Yeah. So you're saying it's weird, but you keep bringing her up. Manscaped.com. Use the code baffled. Get yourself some money off. Get free shipping. Uh, fingers crossed if you do it quickly it will arrive by the time it's Christmas so you can give it to someone who you think needs a bit of love and TLC down there and get some newspaper it'll clean it up for you Mark give us your last fact of the show rats are able to dance in time to music good one thing they do better than Connor this is recent news isn't it this is recent yes I I briefly. I am tapped into my rat news. I briefly heard about this, but I don't know enough about it. It's it's a certain BPM. Yes. So um, essentially, moving to a musical beat was thought to only ever be a skill that was unique to humans. But they've now done new research, and it was it was this week. uh, I speak when we're recording it. uh, That new research showed that rats also have the ability, and they've decided that actually all animals pretty much can dance to a beat. And it's 132 BPM, isn't it, I believe? It's about 120 to 140 BPM is the best that synchronises with... It's kind of modern pop music, isn't it? uh, Yeah, and that's because it synchronises with the speed at which the brain can respond to something. That's 120. You change your mind. Dan is clapping his hands for those who are listening and are unsure what's happening. Yeah, I've actually got a song for you that's that BPM. Right, you won't hear any of this due to rights issues. (laughs) On the floor, Jennifer Lopez and Pitbull. (laughs) Great. Why don't, you, why don't you sing it so then we don't have any issues? Look it up yourself. Oh, you know it's loving you'll be here on the floor. Da, 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 and da, um, da. That's what I was doing. All the other kids with the pumped Again, up kicks. You better doing, run, run, better run Listen, out on my gun. You didn't need to do that. I literally just Damn, who's a sexy yeah, bitch. Okay, who, uh, yeah. Yeah, all I, of those are rat wood dance I kiss the girl and I like All right, one. let's stop singing songs. I just did that. A rat would dance to all of those. I'm, I'm begging you for mercy. I'm... F- I... Shut up and drive. It's not a surprise, is it? Bangers. I, tell you oh, what, I don't know what, what you. <laughs> most of the number ones in the world are at 132 BPM, yeah. aren't they? Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. What a surprise. Maybe yeah. there's a reason for that. Yeah. Baby, are you down, down, Jay down? Jay Sean down. It's a banger. It's the speed at which our brains can respond to something. So that what? is. Uh, so basically. I don't believe there's, I don't yeah. believe there's science so the involved. Optimal in te- p- the, um, the optimal tempo. This is the problem with the fact. I don't believe there's science the involved. The optimal tempo for nodding along uh, is basically dependent on. Uh, what's called the time constant in the brain, so the speed at which our brains can respond to something. So that's similar across all species. So that is why this 120 to 140 BPM, 132 being a nice sweet spot in the middle of that, is the best beat to synchronise to in both rats and in humans. A few, few questions. 
What did you say was the, the, the thing in our brain that makes us nod along? A thing called the time constant. So that's just what we like to nod along to. I think they've backed No, it's the speed that. at which our brains can respond to something. I think... But Benny and but they, the they've, they've backworked that, haven't they? It's not like all music is done because some scientists found that. It's all music was done that and they know it's all oh, people like it, so we'll keep making music like that. Oh, yeah, and then in the past yeah. few years, they've done yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't think anyone... Like, if you've got an animal, you know that they do react to music. But can they react to the beat? That's what they found with rats, that they will like nod their head and dance to the beat. Disgusting creatures, though. Yeah, good dancers. Have a nice day. Again, just most pop music, like 80% of pop music. Just stop singing like random songs from now soundtracks. Don't stop till you get enough. Yeah. Connor, give us just last fact of the show. Carophobia. Great. Is the word for the irrational fear of being happy. Mark heads. So it comes from the Greek word. It comes from the Greek word. Well, actually, do you know what? I'm gonna. I want to do that thing that I I done a while back and I've avoided. But I'm gonna spell it to make sure I'm doing it right. C H E R O P H O B I A. Hero or Kiro? Uh, I'll say kerophobia. I'll say kerophobia just to well, just to be balanced. It's from the Greek <clears throat> word, so I think. Kiro, maybe? Yes, we all know that Kiro would be more likely if it's from the Greek word. <laughs> Which means... Sorry, tell me more about your, no- your extensive knowledge of the Greek, uh, ancient Greek language, Connor. Yeah, that's not happening. Which means to rejoice. So people who suffer from this are often afraid, cripplingly so, of doing anything that might lead to happiness. This includes participating in fun activities, and they reject opportunities that may lead to positive outcomes. It freaks them out. Few kids at school like that. So I actually thought about this, Matt. <clears throat> I don't think it's the idea of being happy that freaks them out. I think it's the overwhelming feeling that comes with that. Like being happy, <clears throat> like, but uh, all of those things lead to an overwhelming moment, right? When it's fun, happy, yeah. laughy, loud, me, all of that, it's quite like an intense moment. And then what happens? They just don't do that. But, and, but, but as in, like, <clears throat> they have a fear of it. So if that happens, they just scream and run out of the room. Good point. And also, point like, do I they know answer. it? Do they know it though? Like, if you've got arachnophobia or something, uh, then, then you know you're afraid of spiders. Yeah. Whereas, do people know that they're afraid of being happy, or do they just happen to not like some of the things that everyone else, oh, that, yeah. that causes everyone else to get happy? I or think... is it like, you know, there's some people who will never be fully happy because they are like, well, the moment that I'm happy, I know that something bad's going to happen, so therefore they're constantly thinking about the next thing. So Self-sabotage, yeah. Well, that's everyone. Fully happy. But it says here that most of us obviously experience the feeling from from time to time of like not being able to get over a certain feeling or whatever, but they actively avoid, they actively avoid the good feelings. But my, my point is, well, how, how many people have got this? Don't know. My point is, I have no do idea. They know, I mean, I, do they how know? many people, hold on, let, let me, let me, I actually don't know if Google would tell me that. How many people have, yeah. Is it, is it common? It's no. more common than you might think. But th- my point is, do they know that they've got it? Or okay. do they just dislike things that... They dislike a lot of things and it turns out that this is what they have. They just don't realise Well, the, the, other, the other little bit here to kind of sum up all the questions that you got is they kind of link it to that feeling of when something seems too good to be true. Right. Right. Similar to that. That's kind of like the, the foundation of this feeling. And then it leads into more. So... I, I guess as well, like without getting too far into things and getting a bit too serious, but people that maybe suffer with like 
depression and feeling down in the dumps and stuff like that, I assume would suffer from this because the idea of being happy and, and going to have fun and feeling positive is quite overwhelming. So therefore, there is actually a term for it. So interesting. You're not alone. There we go. Baffled, the well-being podcast. Last fact of the show, in, 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 in parts of India, to get a gun, you need to plant 10 trees. Are you joking me? Nope. Plant 10 it's trees just to get simply a gun. that. Simply, I say I'm going to plant 10 trees and I get an AK. In India's northern state of Punjab, the two guns and planting saplings are linked. For a little while, applicants in the state's Farizapur district have made you plant at least 10 saplings before applying for gun licences. The district commissioner, Chandler Gained, uh, said, Punjabis are mad about cars, weapons and mobiles. Let them be mad about plantations too. So uh, a lot of people want guns mm-hmm. and they were thinking we need more trees because the roads are being widened at such a fast rate. Trees are being cut, so they need a lot of trees. So they said, let's squeeze them together. Applicants, if you want a gun, you have to submit selfies with the trees that you've planted. And that's the only way that your gun application will be looked at. Get off my land. Is it? Is it because they wanted more trees? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so it's not that it's like, hey, if we put another barrier in, less people will bother following through and getting a gun. Perhaps. Like, if you could just go get a gun, then you go get a gun. If you suddenly have to plant 10 trees, it's a bit of effort, so you might go... Well, yeah, perhaps that's a nice nice outcome of it, but I think mainly it's because they needed uh, a lot of trees, and they thought, well, people are mad about cars, as I say, mobile phones and weapons... They ne- there needs to be checks and balances for them getting a gun anyway. It's hard yeah. to, you know, make everyone who wants a car you know, do that. So they said, right, if you want to get a gun, you need to plant 10 trees. Nice. Clever. I like these things. So do I. We also, I like going back to old facts, but we had one like that with speeding, wasn't it? Was it a speeding fact? There was like a lottery. Uh, the speeding lottery. What, what about it? Do yeah, you- it was if you drive under the speed limit, you get entered into a lottery yeah. where you have a chance of winning a portion of all the speeding fines. Great idea. I don't think it lasted a long time, though. No. no. And like were, it. How and, is that similar? Well, it's kind of like an incentive for doing something, you know. There's an interesting one I was, I was reading about the other day in Singapore where they announced if you were going to litter, they would post it back to you. Oh. So I like these creative ideas to get around problems. How do they know where you live? Well, this was the problem. I don't know if it ever took off the ground. They'll find out in Singapore. It didn't. The litter is still there. The litter did not get taken off the ground. How do you know you've been? Uh, Adam did. Producer Adam was there last week. Adam, did you litter in Singapore? $5,000 fine and it gets posted to him. He has to pay packaging back to the UK. It's a lot. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned this week? Well, it turns out every song can make a rap dance. Just scroll back like 10 or so minutes for a full playlist from Connor. Uh, also, your footlong at Subway probably is not a footlong. And be sure before you buy anything to make sure it is, Mark... Military grade! Thank you very much for that. Uh, your last chance to make the most of our Manscaped offer. Uh, use the code BAFFLED. Get yourself money off. Get yourself free packaging as well on their website. That code is BAFFLED. And we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. I am off to look round the Willy Maze. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.